0: Well, speaking of the studies so you you ran a trial um, so could you could you talk through that trial which is i mean it's really good that you ran a, a trial <laughs> you, you ran this trial so did you did you run it or did you kind of did you get a university to run it for you or how did that work
1: Yeah, so this was done, it was a university that ran the trial for us. Hmm. Um, So it was a double-blinded, placebo-controlled crossover study, um, which is as far as a you know a clinical trial design goes is a, is a gold standard design and um, so it was obviously double blinded so the the researchers carrying out the trial and nor the participants knew um which one was the placebo and which one was the real thing and it was 28 people that were enrolled in the study and um, when I'd say it was a crossover study what I mean by that is that quite often you know it a study will say, "Oh, we've got twenty-eight people," but actually, the reality is, oh, they'll be split in half, and uh, you know, fourteen of the people would take the placebo, and fourteen would only take the real thing. Because I was a, as was a crossover study, it meant that every single participant took not only the placebo but also took the real product. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, they were split into two groups. Half the people started on the placebo, then had a washout period and then took the real thing. The other half started on the real thing, then had a washout period and then took the placebo. So it's the reason that that's a really good study design is it means that every person is their own control. So rather comparing like two groups of different people and going, oh, well, all these people on the placebo had this effect and all these people on the real thing had this, you know, you're not comparing to the same group of people. They're physiologically different. Whereas this study design means that you can literally look at every single person and go, "Well, that is a, that that same person. That is their level on the um on the placebo, and that same person. This is what happened when they took the product. Obviously, when it's been and blind and blinded in the end, um." So yeah, so that was the study. Um it was 28 days. So um it both uh took the, the, the real thing for 28 days, the placebo for 28 days. There was a uh six six-week washout in between um to make sure that any effects had, had gone down, um especially in the people doing the real thing first. And um, we we measured lots of different things. So the the primary thing to measure was NAD. You know, we wanted to show does this actually boost NAD, Um, and luckily it did. Uh, we also actually wanted to not only look at did it boost NAD at the end of the, the, you know, the 28 days, but what was happening and, you know, how quickly does it boost NAD? Mm-hmm. So we actually measured the participants' blood. Um, they were done. We asked them to do them at 7, 14, um, 21 and 28, so every week. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, again, you can see that after just seven days, there was a significant increase in NAD levels um, and this continued to rise. Um, throughout um, the 28 days. The other things we wanted to look at were, okay, we're boosting NAD, but what we wanna know that our approach, our different approach is actually working in the way that we have designed it to. Um, so we measured levels of NAMPT enzyme um, and found again in um, 28 days that there was an increased level of this um, enzyme within the cells of uh, the subjects. Um, We also wanted to measure the sirtuins, so we haven't really talked about the sirtuins, but the sirtuins are um, quite famous in the world of NAD, and that is because they are um, uh, proteins that essentially use NAD, again, as a fuel to switch on many pathways that have been shown to improve all around cellular health, so not in terms of longevity, but metabolic health, um, have, have many different um, beneficial downstream effects. Um, and one of the worries always is is that you know, you've just discussed, like, is NAD actually going towards <laughs> the situation? So we mm-hmm. measured that as well and showed an increase there. Um, we also looked at um inflammation. Mm -hmm. again we want to be sure are we actually um it's very hard to measure if you're actually definitely inhibiting cd38 so a good um proxy to to measure is are you reducing inflammation or are you increasing inflammation Um, and again what we see is that we saw a significant reduction in in multiple different inflammatory cytokines Mm -hmm. we also looked at um glycated serum protein so this is a measure of um Basically, as you generally, as people get older, a lot of the proteins in their blood um, will be sticky and stiff with um, because they have sugar molecules um, irreversibly bound to them. This is a process called glycation, uh, which we know is very troublesome in the aging process. It can cause stiffening of arteries um, it causes problems in the skin, uh, il- along with many other things. And again, we demonstrated that we saw a reduction after 28 days um, in the levels of glycated, um, proteins, um, in, in the blood. Um, and finally, the other thing that we'd also measured was, was biological age. Um, we wanted a a way to show, you know, just that overall, we were affecting the health and the longevity and the health span of the cells. Um, and obviously biological age testing has become very popular. Um, It's also something that consumers can do themselves, um, unlike Measure NAD themselves. So we wanted to Mm -hmm. include something in our study that was just a bit more relatable for the average consumer and also something that they can possibly you know, take upon themselves to buy a kit and measure at home. Um, so we measured biological age and we found a reduction by 1.26 years in the 28 days and that was on average across all of the participants when taking the supplement.
0: So I would like to go back, there was a, a couple of things that I wanted to go back to. So one is uh, you had uh, people from like 18 to 50 or something like that, I mean it was quite a yeah. wide range of Participants.
1: Twenty to eighty.
0: Twenty to eighty. Brilliant. Um, but I, I don't, I don't suppose you had enough people to be able to see whether there was a different impact depending on the age.
1: Yeah. So we had around. It was. I think it worked out. We tried to get it. So it was about three or four people from each decade, and mm-hmm. um, so that we can actually do those investigations. I think that's not that's not enough people to reliably right. look at what impact it's having at each um you know at each age group. Uh, in the future, I would love to get some you know do some studies um that that are looking more at that the effect in in different ages also between male and female and um, things like that. But I think that you know that is a a key thing as well about our study. We actually used it was fairly it was a risky approach and um, to yeah. use such young people in a study looking at nad Um, usually mm. um the clinical trials that have been looking at boosting nad with supplements are done in males aged around 55 to 65 um, a very specific group usually um, not healthy so obese or metabolic disease or some issue um, where you are likely to see an effect because they are generally much more depleted in NAD um, but for us again as a consumer company I was very passionate about making this trial something that was more reflective of the average population because I think that's a huge you know if, drawback in a lot of clinical studies is that they're not reflective of the population so we actually use both men and women um and also um a, a much broader age range so for us as well the fact that we saw the results that we, we 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 got with that population of for the study um again just just proves that we are we're doing something right there
0: <laughs> yeah that's in- interesting I and it would be great to see uh, how it how it, it, the impact was would be different over different age ranges. Yeah. Um, for the biological age, I believe you used glycan age. So uh, can you say, why, why did you pick glycan age over a, perhaps an epigenetic age or?
1: Yeah, so glycan age, um, for people that aren't familiar, is um, a, a biological age test. It works by measuring the um, levels of, um, of, of, um, basically sugar molecules that are attached to our IgG, our immune cells, and these patterns of sugar molecules change over time. Um, And there's been some huge population studies now done to demonstrate that you can almost like measure the different patterns and predict the the biological age of that person and quite reliably. And uh, this is different to a lot of the test kits, which you look at epigenetics. So this is like mm. methylation patterns on the genes that also change in a, in a, in a way over, over time. Now we, we could have used either of them. Uh, the reason that we did use um, the glycan one is it just seems to have, um, from, from some of the studies and data that I've seen, seems to be more responsive to changes in the lifestyle um, mm-hmm. Therefore, a good way of tracking um, if you are, you know, if you are making an intervention um, to be able to actually measure and pick up the change that it is making. Um, and as we knew that we were doing a study that was was relatively short, you know, not like three or six months, we mm-hmm. needed to have a more, you know, something that would be sensitive to um, the change in a in lifestyle factor, essentially. Um, so that is why I chose that. I also mm-hmm. believe in the scientists behind that company. I have seen all the work that they've done and, you know, I'm very confident um, in, in their approach. Um, so that is why we chose that one um, mm-hmm. over some of the other ones that were also available.
0: Right. Yes. Uh, we did talk with Professor Lautz, uh, at one Yes. Point about uh, the glycan age. So if if I'm taking Nutido at what time plus at home, what can I look at? I mean, there are some tests for NAD sort of in in the blood, but I, I'm not sure how how accurate they are. So would I maybe look for a reduction inflammation? Is there anything you could look for at home?
1: Yeah, so there are companies that are claiming to measure NAD, and um, personally, I've not been convinced by the data that. That they present um, just because we know that NAD is very unstable and um, you know we've run tests in our own lab looking at the stability of NAD in blood and you know left the blood out in on in different like room temperature and ice and different things and look at its degradation and it degrades really fast. Um, And I've not been convinced by any companies that have been able to show me evidence that they've got over that degradation issue to allow someone to put a blood sample in the post and send Mm -hmm. it off, which is unfortunate because for us, it would be amazing to be able to have our customers do something like that and actually see their NAD Mm -hmm. levels go up. And so this is why we use um, biological age testing instead. And we, you know, we do recommend to our customers go and if you're going to start and you really want to be tracking changes here do a biological age test beforehand do the glycan age test you know do a different one do an epigenetic one whichever one you you choose and um, we know that nad has such an impact on all of the hallmarks of aging would be pretty confident that we'd see um you know a, a different the same response in a, a different test um inflammation um look at measuring inflammation again we know that uh our product does reduce inflammation so the things that you, you could get done and um, bloods with the doctor, obviously no one's going to be going to the doctor and going, can you measure my NAMPT levels <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Um, but we're, we're doing some other studies now, you know, um, because the more that we... Obviously, the, the that initial trial. So we actually started that trial back in 2019, um, and it got it got stopped because of COVID, and then it had to be restarted. So we hadn't planned for it to take this long to get it out there, um, but it did. Um, but now we're doing other studies based on a lot of customer feedback of you know how do our customers feel uh, when when taking the product, and um, one thing that comes back time and time again is improved sleep. Um and these are people that are tracking it with Aura or with um whoop band, for example, tracking the HRV. So we're actually doing a study where we're we're gonna be measuring this and hopefully getting some data. Um, because, again, that's something simple at home that lots of people may be able to measure themselves um, and see that it's it's having an improvement. Um so, yeah, that's that's one that people don't usually think about when they think of NAD. But NAD is actually very um, influential in controlling our circadian rhythm, which is our 24 hour sleep wake cycle. And um, it switches on um, some key genes that actually make sure that that 24 hour rhythm keeps Flowing as it should. Um, so again, in people where NAD has gone down, that rhythm isn't as strong, and it can disrupt a huge amount of things—not just our sleep, um, but a huge amount of processes that are controlled by our circadian rhythm.
0: So, are you planning? So, we are planning to publish the paper. Um, do you have any idea when it will be published? And, I mean, have you considered putting it in Bioarchive or something like that, kind of before it's peer so- reviewed?
1: Yeah, well, we've we've just gone. You know, a huge thing with with us is we are a consumer company, and we want to put out evidence that is um, is peer reviewed because that is very important to us. That that has been accepted by the scientific community and is not just us saying it. And mm. um, so, I think that is why we've gone straight in for publication. Mm. We it, it's in publication now. It's been reviewed. So it's how long is a piece of string? Some reviewers are super quick and they'll come straight back. Other reviewers, it just takes ages. We're hopeful that it will be out soon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the review process and just waiting for that to actually happen.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't really have time. I, I'm just not very familiar with how, the re- review, how long the review pro- process can take. Sometimes um, it's
1: super quick. I've had papers that have literally been submitted and come back, and we're like, "Yep, yeah, straight. It's getting published." Others, you know, that just just take a long time. Um, it depends on if there's any edits to be made, if you know, further hmm. information, anything like that. We just don't know what will come back.